All right, we're back with another episode of Swag Cheer. I'm Steven. And I'm Megan. I was recently at an event in New York City called Playcrafting. It's an organization that sponsors and holds a lot of indie game events, whether it's lessons on how to design games, tutorials on how to build things in Unity, or game showcases for local developers. I'd heard about them from their main event called the Playcrafting Expo, where they'll invite dozens of digital and tabletop indie games to come present and hundreds and hundreds of attendees to come and just demo those games. I heard it was a lot like attending something like the Boston Festival of Indie Games, which is a one-day convention in MIT. Okay. How come, is this a new convention? I'm surprised I haven't heard of it. The Boston Festival of Indie Games? Oh, that's, okay, never mind. I didn't realize that that was the same one that you always go to, and that's affiliated with MIT? They're not affiliated, but it is held in the multi-floor MIT gym. Okay, that was the connection that I was missing. Um, I didn't, I never knew that. So that's, I was like, oh, an MIT convention, like... And then I realized it was the one that you always go to. Mm-hmm. I've been going to it for the past few years now. It's pretty cheap. And honestly, it's as much uh, a chance to see new indie games as it is to hang out with my BU friends. <laughs> so it's a bit of a reunion every year. Or a second reunion, because I also go to PAX East every year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I'm going there twice a year, I guess it's not really a reunion it's just a regularly scheduled visit. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly when it's the same visit every time. Yeah. <laughs> this event was a lot smaller. It wasn't the full Playcrafting Expo. This was a demo and play night. So they invited um, about six or eight developers to come up and just show the progress of where you are. There were a few new games, and there were a few games that have been shown at this before, that have had a couple of fresh updates. Cool. The biggest one, probably most popular, was a game called Kitty in the Box. Like by... Kitty, K-I-D-D-I-E, or K-I-T-T-Y? Like the cat. Mm. <laughs> I guess neither answer would have been acceptable to me, so I'm not sure why. <laughs> As I hate both children and cats. <laughs> there you go, our cat sponsorships. <laughs> and children sponsorships. So Kitty in the Box is... Essentially an IP by Mokuni Games. I feel like that's not a good IP. There, If you have a cat, it wants to be in a box. Well, actually, the whole point is to get your cats into boxes. Well, that's an easy game. I win, like, right now. I'm sure there's a cat somewhere in the world that's in a box. <laughs> they had released previous games for mobile and for iPad where it was sort of 2D landscape with 3D graphics hmm. and... You have little platforming challenges where you fling cats in Angry Birds style around platforms into boxes. It's super, super adorable. Yeah, I was going to say, even that sounds cute to me. (laughs) With a little like chubby 3D cat. It's like very chubby. It's like almost an oval. So why are you? With cat ears on it. (laughs) Why are you flinging a chubby cat? Well, your cat can't climb in there himself. He oh. needs your help to get into the box. Okay. 
That's fair. And it could be your daily workout, you know. <laughs> so you drag on the screen to control the angle and strength of the cat. And he'll kind of go flying. He won't he won't glide very far. I mean, it's just like a cat. I mean, how far can you actually toss a cat? But he will meow very cutely. Aww. And there are just little sound effects when he plops on things. And if you don't manage to get him in the box, he'll kind of turn upside down and wave his limbs, uh, flail, flail his little legs around helplessly. And you'll be invited to try again. Hmm. So what is, is this in... Not in beta. This is just in development. Oh, these are these are released games. Oh, Kitty in the Box, and they're they had Kitty in the Box one. They are very soon coming out with Kitty in the Box two. That was what was being demoed at PAX East because they were actually there. I'm looking this up in the Google Play Store right now. Oh, it's free. Yeah. Download. The way they monetize is that. There there are a few ads that you can watch if you want extra chances at levels. So it's really, really cute. I'd recommend checking it out. And, I mean, heck, they were at PAX. That's pretty cool. But the game they were showing off at this event wasn't even that. Oh. They were showing off a VR experience that they were trying out. They brought in an actual HTC Vive, the what six hundred dollar VR headset? Oh wow! And the two extra contraptions you need, because unlike the Oculus Rift, the HTC Vive will actually track your position in essentially an entire room. So you'll need to set up on um, very tall mounts two sensors that can go at the corners of your room. In this case, it was just essentially a small area of the speaking floor that had been sectioned off for them. You'll strap on the VR goggles, and you'll have two remotes that sort of look like PlayStation Moves, I guess. Okay. For each of your hands. Those are what you'll use in your kitty room. More cats? More cats. Mm. This time, VR cats. So you can order things from your, for your room, like cookies or speakers, and use the joysticks to, as your hands, to grab things and fling, fling them around. And you can also order a cat. So it was even cuter in VR form. It would still make the mewing sounds, the, ta the tail would waggle, you could grab the cat and actually fling it around the room, which you probably would have enjoyed. Yeah, probably. That was probably what I would spend the whole game doing. That's what I really liked about these VR experiences, especially this one. The goal is super simple. You have to get a cat in a box. You're probably not going to actually fling it in the box because that's really hard. You have a laser pointer. Oh, you my God. The box, he'll jump at it. Oh, my God. I would love to do that. So I spent my time not even worrying about the box. I just wanted it to jump around places. I pointed a laser pointer at my face <laughs> and it would jump at me and I could catch it in midair. That's like your dream. That's seriously your dream because it's an animal, but not an animal. And it won't scratch me. Right, exactly. <laughs> or bite at your ankles or jump on you. Or make noises while I'm trying to podcast. Or, yep. Or jump in your bed with my bath water off. <laughs> <laughs> it was a super cute experience. There were actual levels in the game. The oh, first level is just a regular room. But once you get it to jump in all of the boxes, 
the room will actually change into outer space. Oh, cool. Where there's, of course, space gravity. So everything floats endlessly off into the distance. Whether it's the cookies you had in the room. No, cookies. Or the speakers. Or even the cat. So this actually sounds to me kind of like, almost like a reverse version of um, Quantum Conundrum. Did you ever play that game? Oh, no, I didn't. I I knew of it. And I actually have it installed, but I just haven't gotten around to playing it yet. I can't remember who it's makes a, it. It's a Square Enix game. Is it a Square Enix game? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I mean, this game is fantastic. And when I played it, like, I was super obsessed. Like, I was playing all day. And part of the problem was I was studying for another big test, kind of like the test I was studying for when I was obsessed with pocket card jockey so that added to the <laughs> the excitement of playing this game when i knew i shouldn't be playing it um, the enthusiasm of procrastination yes exactly uh but i really loved quantum conundrum and i say it's kind of like a reverse version of it because um in quantum conundrum you get like it's your powers that you get to choose between where it's kind of a puzzler game you're trying to essentially like get out of a different room and you have powers to like move things in the room like boxes and levers and whatever and the powers that you have like basically change the environment so like there's one power that makes everything fluffy um there's one power that makes things really heavy and you're trying to like navigate through the different puzzles in the room um base and you have to like switch between all your powers to do different things like to get a box to stay in a certain place or to move a box from one place to another one of the things i saw in a demo of quantum conundrum was you needed to move this safe this really really heavy safe from one end of the room to the other or maybe use it to break through something yep but it was too heavy to lift so you could change you could warp to the fluffy dimension grab the safe, which is now feather light, chuck it, and then in midair, switch back to the heavy dimension. Or just the regular dimension. That's actually a really a perfect example of the game. I mean, that's exactly what you spent the game doing. Um, so I say like this was kind of a reverse version because it sounds like the environment was already set for you. Like you just completed one level and then you'd go to space and then you'd have, mm-hmm. you know, the different gravity. So it wasn't really your choice. It was just kind of like, that's where you are, but you have to account for these new environments. Yeah, you sort of saw how the existing things, the existing elements, interacted with these new rules. Mm -hmm. So we had space, which was really, really funny. You just liked seeing a box of cookies drift endlessly away. I don't think I would ever like watching that. I think I'd be very (laughs) sad. They actually had an option for you to eat the cookies, too. Oh, my favorite. Well, would that really be my favorite, or would that just make me really sad? You can eat them and not get fat, so I think that's a good thing. Yeah, that, that, that is a good thing. But I still really want cookies in my mouth right now. <laughs> it was also interesting because I think something was weird with the the center of gravity that they used for the cat. Normally, when you point to the laser pointer somewhere, the cat would jump in a regular jumping arc. But in space, he would jump in a crazy long sideways arc. It made it funnier. Hmm. That's the thing with these experiences. Even when something goes wrong, it adds to the experience. It's something funny. Yeah. And the final level was you were on a hill that was full of windmills. So you had things far away in the distance, and you had lots of things to roll down. 
so you could roll down those cookies, see the speaker slide down, and my best part, you could see the cat tumble down a hill. It would just like turn over and over and over. So Kitty in the Box VR, super cute. I'm not sure if they're planning on releasing it, probably, hopefully. It's less of a game, more of an experience, which I could say for a lot of these VR games. Stage presence! But something definitely to check out. That's by Mokuni Games. That does sound really fun. Um, even, I mean, like, I can't imagine that being, like, a party game. Even stage presence, like, really isn't a party game. Yeah. Um, but it's, e- a... it's an experience, like you said. You just yeah try it out and you have a good time with it. And it's a game you could bring out as a showpiece for people at a party. They had projected what I was seeing onto all of the projector screens in this auditorium. And I heard people laughing at when the the cat would take like a weird tumble down (laughs) the the windmill hills. So it's a fun thing to do once. Yep. You know what I think would be a really great VR experience? And I'm sure someone's working on it, so I don't like feel bad like saying (laughs) this on the podcast when I could work on it myself, but um, an escape room. Mm-hmm. That would be super fun, and that would be great for people like me with anxiety and claustrophobia who like can't sit in an, an escape room like for real. So you're imagining a virtual room where you could actually duck underneath a virtual table to look at the writing that's inscribed on the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And that's a combination for an actual safe that you have to use your VR hands to turn to the right numbers. Yep. And this could be like a great long-term game. This would not be an experience. This would be something that you could have like multiple rooms in. And so that's like perfect for like DLC and whatever. Seems like it would be a really good idea. Because I guess, all right, and we're getting a little mechanical here and a little technical. Once you have this toolkit of, of interactions, like setting up a safe, getting the animation for a key opening a lock, picking things up and moving them around, opening drawers, really you're just reusing all of those elements again and again in different combinations, interesting combinations. Mm. Once you have the ability to pick things up and put things down, you could easily have that be part of a notebook which has something written in it because all the pages are just attached to a single point and you flip them back and forth. Or you could have it be a floorboard that is loose and you can actually pull that up and see what's written or what's hidden underneath. So that's really interesting. So don't steal our idea, people. Even though we said you're probably (laughs) working on it already. Somebody's working on it, I'm sure. we're okay to talk about it. Yeah, don't steal it before all of us decide to have 600 extra dollars and buy this thing. Who has that and kind of money? And have a whole lot of extra time to develop for this thing that probably doesn't have any chance of a profitable retail release for several years. And definitely don't do it before I move into a bigger place that actually has room for all of this gear, because I do not. Well, I'm actually running out of room myself. <laughs> You'd have to move a lot of stuff. Oh, God. I have so much crap in this apartment. And it's sad because like, when I want to play games like Rock Band... I choose not to play them <laughs> because, oh, because I'm like, oh, everything's packed away nicely in the closet. I don't really want to go in there and <laughs> set everything up and then have to repack it. Yeah, I can only imagine how people with 
storage units feel. Ugh. It's not, you know, that's all packed up, and it's a drive away. <laughs> yeah, really forget it. You're never playing Rock Band then. I would just assume throw my stuff out then have a storage unit. I would never get it. We need to play Rock Band next time I'm over. Oh, yes. Why haven't we done that? I'm really jonesing for it. Oh, man. I need to get it for PS3 so we can play online. And a whole new set of peripherals to pack yeah. it. <laughs> no, if anything, I just need to get four. Well, that would make sense. Oh, man. They were going to come out with Rock Band for the PC, but their fundraising goal was not met. That's probably never going to happen now. I don't understand why they don't have K-pop band. Maybe in Korea? Is that a game? Could that be a game? I guess. I never really thought about it. You know, Drum Mania in Japan might have K-pop on it. Would it have K-pop or J-pop? It's de- It definitely has J-pop. But I can imagine there's some crossover. Hmm. Yeah. This is our new research project. Yeah, find me a K-pop music game and I will love you forever. <laughs> Not that I already don't, but... I will love you more forever. Look, and then once you find out that there's a K-pop song in Drummania, all you'll need to do is buy a $500 real-life electronic drum kit, which you can attach to your computer, and then download Drummania for free. I mean, to be honest, my pockets are deep when it comes to K-pop. I'd probably <laughs> I'd probably spend that money. <laughs> Oh, that's my wish list item. Like an actual drum kit I could hook up to my computer and play these games on. Right next to the apartment that I would use to store this crazy <laughs> big drum kit. <laughs> that's quite a wish list. Two apartments and a drum kit. Well, I would just need the one apartment, and I'll switch out between Drum Mania and the HTC Vive. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, the drum kit is on par with how expensive the VR set is. Yep. I was going to say. So definitely <laughs> can't do both. But when you win the lottery, you let me know. Sure thing. I won't be one of those weirdos coming out of the woodwork. I'm already out of the woodwork. So the last thing I wanted to mention before we wrapped up, um, just real quick. One of the other games I saw at this demo night was called Zarvat. Um, that's made by Sam Eng at Snow Hydra Games. It's a really cool sort of tank battle game oh. with intense lasers and dash abilities. Oh man, you're selling you ram me. into things. You, especially Megan, would love the colorful art style. Oh man. I'm loving I love tanks, I love lasers, I love dashing, and I love ramming into things. <laughs> I don't see anything here that I don't like. So it's a local multiplayer game that's been in development for a while with a planned release of this year, a.k.a. it's definitely not going to happen this year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next. <laughs> I heard about the game because I'm part of my high school's computer science alumni email group, and he repped the game. So I was really excited to see it in person for the first time, and uh, I'll be looking forward to how the game progresses. Are there any beta opportunities? I wish. I should email him about that. Yeah, just do it. Get him for me. <laughs> I want to sign up right now. We love local multiplayer games. Yeah, particularly Marooners, mm-hmm. where I can ram into you <laughs> the whole game. <laughs> Even though that wasn't the point. We were supposed <laughs> to be collaborating. <laughs> I just wanted to hit you with my stick. 
Uh... Immersion gameplay, folks. <laughs> so there are a lot more games at the expo, but this is all we have time for. I'll put a link to the event so you can see everything, and we'll give particular shout-outs to Sarfat and Kitty in the Box VR. Yeah, even I support Kitty in the Box VR. Just in <laughs> case I lost us our sponsorship earlier, I'll uh, amend that at this point in time. <laughs> so I'll close us off with the blurb, the, the little teaser blurb for Kitty in the Box VR. <clears throat> Sushi is the happiest kitty in the world. Until one fateful day, she gets lost, separated from her parents, and transported into your world. It's now up to you to help Sushi get back home. But first, you have to earn her trust before she takes you into a whole new world where boxes are more than pieces of cardboard. Yo-yo. Boof. No! <laughs> God damn it, Frisbee! Shut up! <laughs>